This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is a special edition iFanboy podcast on Batman Bad Blood. Because baby, now we got bad blood. You know it used to be mad love. So take a look what you've done. Because baby, now we got bad blood. Hey, now we got drugs. iFanboy podcast on Batman Bad Blood. We've reconvened the iFanboy Animation Brain Trust. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. With me is Paul Montgomery. On guard. And Ryan Haupt. That's me. I panicked. I don't know why I said on guard. I was, was we weird. haven't done one of these in a while. It's been a while. A little, little rusty, a little strange, <laughs> but we, we, we like to gather the team together to talk about these new DC animated original movies. This is some number in the series of them. <laughs> And this is the first of the year. There'll be there'll be another one later on. We'll talk about that one at the end. Batman Bad Blood is another one of these shared universe stories. We've been getting a lot. We have had a lot of Batman ones. The last film, I think, was even Batman versus Robin, wasn't it? The last one we did? It sounds right. Batman versus Robin, and then it was Batman and Son. It's yeah. it's all part of I guess maybe this is part of a trilogy or maybe they'll do more of these. God, I hope it is. <laughs> so this is foreshadowing. All right, so spoiler warning, if you haven't watched this, there'll be some spoilers. And so the general, as, as listeners will know, the general point of this line is to adapt comic book stories. This one is a very loose adaptation of 
not so much a single story, but an era of comics. It's that Batman Reborn era where Bruce was gone, and so we got we had the Dick as Batman stories. So yeah, there's like there's sort of like there's a bit of Batman R.I.P. There's um, Battle for the Cowl in there. There's even a, like a little bit of Batman and Robin. Right, Batman and Robin plus the the Batwoman, uh, the Rucka J. H. Williams book all happened at the same time. This is more of and a, a way to sort of fuse all of those things together. When did Batwings first show up? Was it in that era, or was it in the New Fifty Two? I, I mean, well, this Batman isn't that Batwing when, either. Didn't he show up when Grant Morrison did his Batman Incorporated? Uh, he did have a Batwing, um, and this isn't the New Fifty Two Batwing because that's the one based in Africa, at least right. the, the way it started it. So this is this is actually the current one. This is Batwing Two. Yes, because this Lucius, is Smash Williams Batwing. Yeah, Lu- Lucius Fox's son. Whatever, Fox. Yeah, he's uh, uh, he's in the army. He's, he spent some time in Afghanistan, so he has some Luke, combat training. Luke Fox. He's the current Luke Batwing. But, uh, so this is all... The, the, the point of this is the source, the source material for this particular story is a bit muddled. Yeah. I, I, it also should be noted, uh, this this one is scripted by uh, J.M. DeMatteis. Right, who did the last one. Who did yeah. Batman versus Robin, which... I liked Batman versus Robin. I hated Batman and Batman and, uh, Son of Batman. That, yeah, that was um, Joe Lansdale, right. I believe. Um, so, there's also comics and some crime stuff. But so what's interesting about this one is I was I saw Paul, you were tweeting as you were watching. Yeah, couldn't help it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Needed to share the experience with the world. It was not a good showing, and so I pop, I popped this in, and I was like, oh, oh great. <laughs> so I would say for the first thirty minutes, I was like, you know, this isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm into it. There's been there was a couple of great sequences. I thought the opening sequence was really great. Uh, where where Batman and Batwoman are both on the same case and they butt heads while fighting and then Batman quote unquote dies in an explosion. I actually really liked that sequence a lot. Um, and there was some stuff that happened in the beginning that was good, which we'll get to in a minute. And then I don't know when exactly it happened. I think it was around when they revealed the identity of um, the uh, the heretic. Was that heretic, name? right? And yes. then it just flies wildly off the rails after that. Yeah, like, it's uh, it's crazy. There's some. You, there's you some, can't see the rails anymore after that. There's some exposition in here where it was like, how, like, what was it like in the studio when they had to record these lines? Because <laughs> they're saying just some ridiculous. Like, I'm you from the future. It's like, um, and, I, the, I was the, the, so I, I tried to watch this on a plane, and like <laughs> there, there's you know, there's this weird thing that happens when you're on a plane where sometimes you're more emotional about movies. It's like it's interesting. I've a, never been as, on a plane, so that's interesting. It, as a scientist, it's not. An easily quantifiable thing, but there's a whole Radiolab episode about it's because how, of the like, pressure on your brain. Yeah, it's or the lack of oxygen or the so everything imminent, is heightened. Imminent fear of death, like whatever it is, like people self-report that they are more likely to cry at a movie on an airplane than they That's are if they were watching that movie on the ground. Okay, um, and it the the moment we're talking about the falling off the rails moment is when I fell asleep. <laughs> 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 so, do so you agree, for like Ryan? An, did you for like watch, an hour. Did you watch the end? Yeah, I woke up and then was like, I had to rewind a little bit and rehear some of the Damien dialogue. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't, it wasn't helpful anyway. So you yeah. you agree that the last third, at least, to the, one half to one third of this is just is a disaster. Yeah. This was sort of now. So I, I sort of had the opposite experience because when I was, I was I was like I am not engaged with this, and then then when they introduce the fact, they remind you that this is the Batman animated universe where Dick Grayson wears the ridiculous oh. black T-shirt and gold chain. Hate it. But, but I he, mentioned this in a previous I, uh, animated brain trust podcast. I'll yeah. reiterate it now. Like uh, Dick Grayson, I know that Gotham is technically in New Jersey. But Dick Grayson is not from the Jersey Shore. It's a it's a very Jersey Shore kind of look. Black T-shirt tucked into pleated khakis, with the belt, with the gold chain. Listen, looking, Dick looking Grayson, like the Rock in the nineties. Dick Grayson is the coolest guy in the DC universe, and there the is no way he's wearing this outfit. <laughs> the performance itself isn't too bad. It's Sean Mayer. I no, believe. he's fine. As he's, he's, he's fine. Um, once again, uh, is it Jason O'Mara is Batman, yes. the most boring Batman he's, ever, possibly. He's, he's the, f- and I've, I've, we've mentioned this before, I just feel like it needs to be said every time. I like him as an actor, when he's mm-hmm. a, a live action human being. <laughs> he is terrible as Batman. He, he is, is the most wooden, he's I think this was, Batman. this was his best performance to date, I will say. He showed no because emotion even in the foursome. <laughs> he had a foursome in this movie, 
and he had no emotion. Let's have a dream sequence where the Mad Hatter is tinkering with Bruce Wayne's mind, and in it, he has he has a foursome. He wakes up in bed with three women. One of them is wearing his mother's pearls, and he's like, "Whoa!" And as an audience, you're like, "He's like, whoa." Whoa! <laughs> well, the, the line you read, line reading you gave, had way more emotion than it. <laughs> well, um, Paul has I, a lot of experience. So, I I, 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 one thing, one thing that's happened to me since I've started doing the Goodfellas Minute podcast, which we'll mention at the end of this, is that I, I've taken a, taken more notes than I used to doing these things, and so <laughs> I have uh, notes on this. A lot of notes in this film. I have <laughs> in the good column. I have. Dick as Nightwing and Dick as Batman. I liked both of those characterizations in this movie. I liked I liked seeing the the way they portrayed Dick as Batman with a different costume with a different voice. Yeah, the different I costume all, but, I thought was was particularly an interesting choice. But the, the, in the bad column, I have Dick as Dick because when he's in his in his civilian persona, that's when you have the outfit, and that's when everything <laughs> just falls apart. I I found it a, like a delightful train wreck in those scenes because and it's multiple scenes that he yeah. wears that outfit. So he only has one. He only has one set of clothes. I just I just love the callback because it was either in Son of Batman or Batman versus Robin he he wears that same outfit and so while talking to that. Starfire like it's the same yeah, premise that, too of the scene that scene was really weird because the, his introductory scene is he's Nightwing fighting Blockbuster and the and the way they introduce that it is Blockbuster is they have a guy in the street running out of the way saying it's Blockbuster <laughs> and That's then uh, so. So Nightwing is talking to this talking to this woman on the phone, and I forgot on between movies that he's, that he's well, dating. What else you gonna do while you're flying? Well, you're he's he's <laughs> he's dating Corey, and that, so like the way that the context of that Are scene they dating? is that well, the, they're definitely the, the sleeping con- together. They're definitely <laughs> sleeping together. Talking about, I miss like touching you or yeah. feeling you or whatever and the the the, the context of the, the way it's written it's like he's trying to hide the fact that he's nightwing right to this girlfriend who just knows him as dick grayson and she's like what's that sound in the background as he's oh, fighting nothing. blockbuster he's go it's just construction work and then at the end you find out it's Corey, and you're like why was he well, hiding one that of the things we, met, we that's, mentioned that's an excellent point paul because i had not thought about that yeah I, I didn't realize that i was too, too busy caught up in the fact that and we mentioned this during batman versus robin because i got those notes in front of me as well that right. that the continuity of this is all screwed up because uh if this is in fact the new 52 continuity and, and this is a problem happening in the comics as well he should never have dated her in the first place right in the comics she's portrayed as basically just having arrived on earth so that was the thought that I had when they showed all of Nightwing's previous outfits yes. in the Batcave. I'm like, wait, when did he go through the the high collar disco era Nightwing phase? Right. I, I don't I don't think they're considering this New Fifty Two continuity. I think they're it's New Fifty Two. But they should consider it some kind of continuity in a way that makes sense, and they're not doing that. Let's try to explain the plot of this film. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> so Batman blows up, fighting the heretic, and a bunch of other really lame villains. And, and I, one of the notes I had was the, that... The Electrocutioner? I like Electrocutioner, let it be said. I like well, Mad Hatter as a villain. I love Mad Hatter. In this film, I thought all of the villains, except for Talia, were uncompelling. So I didn't really care who they were. I, I always like Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter's a great villain, but you had Mad Hatter, Electrocutioner, Firefly... Black Mask, Blockbuster, Killer Moth. I just don't care in this. Black film. Mask was was super wasted. Uh, not so in that he was messed up on drugs, but he was just wasted as a character. There's so many of them that I just didn't care because none of them. You I want to see who's on the other dodgeball team that didn't right. pick both Killer Moth and Firefly. I know, right? So so Batman <laughs> dies fighting them supposedly, and Batwoman witnesses right. this. So Dick and Robin, uh, Dick and Damien. And Alfred reconvene, and you know, there's no Bruce Wayne. He has, he's been missing. No one's answering the bat signal. Uh, a brief cameo by Jim Gordon reveals he hasn't shown up anywhere. And was this the first time we've seen Jim Gordon in these films, other than in the Batman I think Year so. One? And obviously mm-hmm. in in, yeah. in in Dark Knight Returns, in these continuity this is, films. This is definitely not Cranston Gordon, right? So they Dick decides he's got to go out there as Batman. He and he and Damien go out there and fight crime. And then it's revealed that Talia is behind all this stuff because she's got a whole bunch of clones of Damien, and then no, and she, but she's just got the one. No, there's all they said. There's others. They said that, but we didn't see it. it doesn't mean I wasn't. It doesn't mean it's 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 she's like she's been messing around with cloning and and mind control. With right, and then at some point, a, a little city flies. 
Yeah, Bespin. It was... Bespin, the Cloud City, shows up. At that point, I was just like, oh, God. Like, at some point, there's some massive, and Paul mentioned this on Twitter, some Jetsons-esque flying conveyance city It looked like the Jetsons' house. Like, like, that's what I thought it was, but it... It, 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 Either yeah, it way, like when, aesthetics when aside, it, it looks like the, it's 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 a saucer shape with kind of like rods on on top and bottom, and but then when you actually see it in the full, it it does look more like a Bespin kind of thing. And again, it's CG. Stop writing vehicles right. into these. No features. more vehicles. They can only ride God, horses. There was a car chase in this movie that was like so. There are two things that annoy me about these movies consistently. Mm-hmm. One is the physics of the fight scenes and the way that people are able to jump and hover and then kick while oh, hovering. Oh, that's comics. That's, I, exactly. Exactly. But that's also that's always oh, that always. I know. Happens. I know. I know. So I'm not. So I'm saying that annoys me. Like, but I have to. As soon as I'm into the movie, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, as soon as I'm lost in the story. But then there's the CGI vehicles, which takes me out of it every time. It doesn't matter because that car chase that happened was so fucking boring. There's not yeah. another car on that street. That city is deserted, and it's just two cars placidly driving after each other, and it's awful. Like, I get you want to have the Batmobile in a Batman movie. It's a crowd pleaser. It's fan service. But they've gotten to a point. They actually got to a point where they were really bad in the beginning with the CG vehicles. Yeah, I, then they got – I feel like they got better. Like, they, they at least sort of figured out what they could do and did it in a very minimal kind of way. And then they got worse again. Mm-hmm. It's so And bad. it's just – it's just like stop writing them into the movie. <laughs> like, I watched the like, credits. I actually watched the credits of this movie, and there were about two dozen people that worked on the CGI. If, if the credits are to be believed, relative to the hundreds of people that worked on the, you know, voice acting, the animation, and, and all that. Well, yes. What is there, your your point in there? In that? I just not. I mean, with enough effort, you could make the CGI. There, 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 there has to be, and I know I'm, in my day job I'm starting to know more and more people in animation, and there has yeah. to be a, a reason for it. They're not just doing it aesthetically. There has to be either production reason or, or, or budget reason. I don't know what it is. It's I, got, I mean, it's got to be like because of a very, it's a very quick turnaround. Yeah, but there's a reason you they're know? doing it. It's not because they like how it looks. Um, we just have to live with it. So the story ends with Bruce being rescued, and at some point he has he doesn't realize who he is, and and then it ends and everybody's happily ever after. I don't remember. Yeah, they all go off to fight crime together. So it was bad. It's a weird-ass movie. What really bummed me out about this is that I was thinking back. I put this on my shelf with all the other ones I've got, and I was looking at looking at all of them. I was thinking about how excited we used to be for yeah. these. And they're still capable of making good ones. We all could not have loved JLA Gods and Monsters more. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the last one of these incontinuity Batman films, but I hated the one. Bef- I hated the two before that. I hated the Suicide Squad one, and I hated Son of Batman. Um, but in a whole, it's so such a mixed bag that I have a hard time getting really excited for them because, like, if it's a one in continuity, there's better than good odds that I'm gonna dislike it, and it doesn't. Want, it never used to be that way. Even the good one, the bad ones before, were pretty enjoyable. Well, can, when can I ask good, you something? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. These are just no, boring. I was, I, I was, yeah, it's boring. It just, it's, um, it, it just feels boring. very uninspired, and, um, and the pacing in this one was very strange. Like uh, when they rescued Bruce, I, th- I, it felt like it was the end, and I was like, oh, that was kind of quick. That right, was exactly. that felt short. And then it, and then there's like this whole there's other half act. an hour left. I that's paused and the, the, the That's the moment I fell asleep. I woke up with 27 minutes left in this movie. Because I checked, because I'm like, oh, what, what lost me? And it was that moment. Like, there's clearly this pivot point where the movie just fails to deliver any sort of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me go through the list of things I found good about it. You can, you can feel free to, to make fun of me. All right, here we go. Uh, the opening sequence I thought was fun. I like seeing Batwoman on screen. I think she's a great character, and it was nice to see her realized. And I thought that Yvonne Stravzovskiy did, did a really good job with her. I think she did okay. As um, good as, as, listen, this is, we're on a sliding scale here. We're like grading, on, the, we're grading as, on a curve. As, as the script provides, um, th- this is a thing that came up on Twitter sure, um, sure. that, I, that I mentioned. Um, the, the, the sequence where she's in the bar with, uh, with Renee Montoya should be, oh yeah, awesome. When I saw Renee Montoya in the credits list, um, I think I was looking at IMDb. And so before she even appeared on screen, I was like, oh cool, we're going to see the two of them together. That's going to be, that's going to at least be cool. A little bit of, 
fan service and fun. And um, it was just it felt weird to me. I don't know if that's in character for Kate Kane though. So I like I don't. She, I, she's but I also awkward. don't feel like I've read enough. I don't feel like I've read enough of Batwoman post Rucka. Right. to say whether that's out of character or not but it just For seemed like nervous and flirty and it just seemed like no one consulted actual lesbians to see like what the flirting should be like or consulted an actual human being as to how people interact it just felt like people who've watched movies mm-hmm. where people have flirted and bad movies at that like to it was count, just to like, counter that oh god sorry it was just it was just like you know like cops aren't supposed to be as hot as you oh my god did i say that out loud like that's such a bizarre thing for Batwoman to say, even if you want to say, oh, she's military and she isn't very social and stuff, she's and she had does no socialization. She's had she had no socialization or what. And not to say that every military person. No, is but like she, this character hasn't. She's but I'm saying this character is very like, and and given her past, like she'd be something, someone driven like Bruce Wayne. But then look at Bruce Wayne, you know, very capable when <laughs> talking to other. Well, humans. in this particular world, I would like <laughs> to have a drink with you. Yeah. Um, so let's move down my list. Well, no, wait, real quick. I, I want right. to comment on Paul's thing. Because I was going to get to this, but fine. Okay. Get to what? I, I, on the good side is Montoya, exclamation point, because she's a character who has completely disappeared from my world. Yeah. And so it was nice just to see her, that she exists somewhere in reality. In that and reality. she was fine. She was yeah. presented well. She was good. That's not what I was going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say, to counter her awkwardness with Renee, I enjoyed Kate's interactions with her dad. Yes. Which is why I was super annoyed when somehow they brainwashed her dad, because that was totally unnecessary and served no point other than to undercut their relationship, which I thought was a highlight of the movie. I thought, um, that, was, I thought that was. I thought I liked him as well. I I liked his performance. I feel like the character design, the way he was animated, he had this weird thousand yard stare. Yeah. Even before he was brainwashed, and that bugged me a little bit. But I like I li- I like those two in theory. So, that- but I like that in his first scene, you know, in his first scene, it's one of those where you learn a lot about the character without it having to be super expository. And these movies have gotten, I think, more expository. And okay. so, you know, the fact that he's pouring bourbon into his coffee, and Kate's like, "Oh, your doctor said not to do that," and he's like, "Well, whatever, I don't care." And, and then, you know, he's like, I thought you would find a nice girl to settle down with. And to me, that's like a moment of decent writing where you're learning about both characters in the way that they're interacting with each other rather than them just talking to the screen at you, the viewer. Okay. Yeah, I like, I like the scenes with them together. I agree with you. All right. Moving on. I like the classic two-handed Alfred because uh, all I can find <laughs> is, is, is awful one-handed Alfred. Who did the voice? Because I didn't, I didn't love the... Is it James, the same guy who's done James it? Garrett. He, he was a little uh, huskier, a little... Yeah, yeah super yeah. stiff. Um, although I liked... Um, I, on this list, I also have um, Grumpy Alfred. I liked Grumpy Alfred. I liked... I liked, um, I liked, you know, don't bring a knife to an Alfred fight. He had a cool moment. Yeah. When, everybody, yeah, when everybody is fighting at the end, Alfred is the... He steals the show. He actually gets I, a nice I, little sweeping leg kick there, and then and then some boxing. Yeah, I like. I was like, all right, like like Alfred isn't just you know like in distress the entire time. He's a capable you know with that without going the complete other direction where he's like a black ops you right. know soldier like he is in what is it, Earth Earth One Earth Two. Yeah, he's, Earth two. he's yeah. simply capable. Right and now, um, I'd also like to call out the dumb joke nunjas, which made me laugh. <laughs> that was good. I think, <laughs> I think I was desperate for a laugh at that point. But I think that I was think, in the preview, so I think I, I already said something. I don't remember the previews. I, th- I think when stuff like that comes along, like the, the rest of the story is so leaden that like any joke right. is, is a relief and, and like you can get away with like terrible jokes like that and they actually become good jokes. I liked the uh, Dick Damien dynamic. I, mean, I liked that in the comics. I thought it was fun here. I thought the Batman Nightwing fight was really great at the end. It was nice to see them both get the upper hand at one point, but of course Batman ultimately winning because he should. Mm. Mm. What do you mean? Mm. Just say, no I've... one beats Batman. Okay. Certainly not his kid. I don't know. If anyone could. He, well, that's what I mean. That's why I liked for a minute Dick had the upper hand. Because if anyone's going to get the upper hand then him, uh, temporarily, it'll be Dick. And then the thing I liked the most, which I don't think we should talk about until the variant. Okay. Which I think you know what I mean. I don't know. All right. Well. I don't know. Oh, 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 the very end. Yes. Okay, I'm of several minds about that moment, actually. <laughs> Let's just, since we've broached the topic, okay. at the end, you know, just to show that everybody's on the same team again and nobody's brainwashed, uh, we have a bat signal go up, 
and everybody heeds the call. So you've got Batman, you've got Robin, you've got Nightwing, you've got Batwing, and you've got Batwoman. Right. All showing up to the bat signal, mm-hmm. and then and they go after uh, and they get involved There's in a car penguin. chase of the penguin. The penguin and it, it that looks cool. I old school penguin, like shooting machine guns out of a penguin. car. Penguin from from his umbrella, exactly. Yeah. And then so they fly off and like wow, that's kind of like a lot <laughs> just for the penguin in a car chase. Like, that's what I thought too. I was like, like a really bad beating. Happening. Like, Batman could probably handle that on his own. Maybe even the cops themselves. The Gotham PD, I feel like, are not getting their due. And, like, yeah. I think... With like, maybe the, Nightwing it, should go back to Bloodhaven. I think it's, it's, a, it's a little <laughs> bit of overkill. And then, pan over, and I guess you're in the Burnside district of Gotham because you see the yellow boots. And, like, oh, that's exciting. So you get the, the, new, uh, uh, ba- uh, the new depiction of, of uh, Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. Mm-hmm. So... Basically, this would be her introduction because she's not. She, we have never like, seen this version of Batgirl. Why? Why in this movie would you do that? And 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 also I have just like, that. why does she feel like she needs to in a world where there's basically an Iron Man, Batman, and Batwing, and and a Batwoman, and all of this? Like, so what? What's her deal where she feels like she needs to contribute? Honestly, did you guys real quick? I you know. Nightwing starts off this movie in Bloodhaven. Did you guys see Kurt Busiek's Twitter rant on no. the name of that city? No. Well, yeah. Why? It, it was it was it was fantastic. It was all about how like no one would ever name a city that. All right. How, well, it's like, it's twenty it's, years at this point, so he's going to have to accept that's the name of the city. <laughs> it's 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 bad. Well, there's, it, there's worse I, names. I, there are worse listen, names in cities. I accepted in the it. I accepted it during my formative Nightwing years, you know, with Scott McDaniel on art. But Kurt's rant made some points that I agreed with. Just, just letting people. If they're just, not just saying them, that. It, just saying that it's an absurd name. I well, would rather. I would rather Bloodhaven than Coast City, Central you, City. Cities whose names are very on the nose. Got an umlaut, Connor. So it's bleed. It didn't, it didn't in the graphic on screen. It did not, but in the in the actual in in well, I guess this is a separate continuity from the new fifty two continuity, but it, it's it should be an umlaut. Anyway, I really liked seeing her because I don't think we'll see her again. So I like I just like that little. It was just a little. Easter yeah, fun. yeah. I mean, I, and why don't you think I we'll like, see her I, again? We're gonna get to that at the end. Well, I, like I love Batgirl. I love that costume. So yeah. I think it was really cool to see it. And I don't want to be like with all these characters, the world doesn't need a Batgirl. The world very much needs a Batgirl. But in that particular situation, it just seemed odd to just sort of throw her in at the end. It just felt like sort of like a too little, too late kind of thing. So, not so we, you're, just, you're not, just bitter you didn't get not, the Batgirl movie. That's all. Not yet. Not that the story itself, not that this particular caper would have benefited from another Bat person. But... Because because that's that's the I think my my main criticism of this, other than it being boring, is that you have a you have Batwoman and Batwing get an introduction in this movie, and they kind of you know are over in the margins compared to what else is going on. Like I felt like Batwoman really was reasonably it. fleshed out, but yeah. what did you guys I, think Bat, of Batwing? Batwoman more than Batwing, but like Batwing feels like you know why even bother? Batwing like, was attack on for sure. Uh, I thought Batwoman. Was almost the main character of the movie. And yeah, her, she had the most interesting stuff going on. We got we got a bit of her a backstory. We didn't get her exact origin of where she put on the suit, but we got enough right. of her origin as a person. The trauma I mean, I in was, her life. I was surprised that we got the flashback to you know the kidnapping, the abduction, and then they mentioned the West Point thing a number of times, yeah. which is it's interesting that that's like still her continuity in a world where don't ask, don't tell doesn't exist anymore. That's kind of it's cool. Like I like it, and it's it informs her character. So it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, ten years from now. Yeah, it's an interesting anachronism. Like I think it'll be the equivalent of Steve Rogers being declared four F. You know, like if you know enough about the the history, it'll it'll make sense. Yeah, I hope that that's what it 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 persists as because I think that it's an important facet of who she is. Well, that was one of my notes was who is the main character because. The main character is Batman Night because woman. because every conversation is about Batman. Right. Well, but the thing is, he's gone for most of the movie. So, I th- it, the case can be made it was Batwoman, but really, I think it was so splintered that there wasn't really a main character. Well, the thing the, that, the thing that annoyed me about him being gone the whole time was that 
there was uh, based on the opening sequence. There's no reason to believe that a human being could have survived what happened. He's not a human being. He's Batman. I know that. I know that. <laughs> I'm with you. But that's what annoyed me a little bit was just that everyone who knew him assumed that like, well, he probably figured out a way to not explode. You, it's like you've never read a comic book in your life. You, you want my one note that Connor's what, what not going to like. Looks. My if I like if I were like looking over the script and be like what like what do you suggest, Mister Montgomery? I'd be like cut the first scene. All right. Well, I, I liked it. I don't saying it's necessarily the plot. I, I would. I would, I would because there's a there's the bit where Batwoman comes back with them and she says I was there that night and she sort of explain like you don't need to have seen that scene. Like she tells you about it. Couldn't you cut the scene where she explains it instead and leave the kick-ass action sequence? I think I think you make it was it, a good action sequence. I think it's held down by limitations of what they can do in the animation, and and like Ryan is proving that by saying I had this problem with this. So if you don't show it, it can be anything in your mind, they're, and they're it just, makes it it makes it more mythic that the Batman disappeared. Well, so Ryan I'd start with awesome. like news reports that Batman is gone and. Well, that's, that, that's just changed. I would. I mean, I got, I don't necessarily disagree that if the story should have been completely overhauled from the. I mean, I, I literally needed just a half a blip of something that Batman was doing that I could have then plausibly understood as him surviving the explosion. So, like, even if because all we saw was the explosion from Kate's perspective, and even if we flashed inside the building for a moment to see Batman reaching for something in his utility belt or flipping his cape around him. That would have been enough for me to be like, okay, so Bruce did something to survive. Well, this is the other way. This is this is the Paul Paul's suggestion, which is don't show it, so that whatever you imagine in your mind is cooler than whatever actually happened. You know, you do, you, you two towers it. You remember the beginning of the two towers where it was it was showing the um, the Balrog fight with Gandalf from outside oh, yeah. the mountain. So you do the opening credit sequence outside of Ace Chemical or wherever the hell that is, and you show Batwoman escaping, but not Batman escaping. And you can do a little bit of theater of the mind with, you know, like outside the factory and not show that. And then later on, you can flash back to Batwoman as she experienced it. So maybe not get rid of that scene, but just do it out of sequence. You could actually show some of, you know, Batman involved in the fight and then, you know, the explosion and stuff. And I don't know. I, I just think there's more like we we're, we're saying how, how boring and weirdly paced this is. I think there are ways that you can, you know, reconfigure it to make it a little bit more mysterious and more engaging that way. All right. So we have any other thoughts on this or should we should move on to the future. Let's talk about the future. All right. So the, in the near term. I assume both of you guys watched this digitally. Yes. Okay, yeah. so you, neither one of you saw the feature on the next film. That's correct. That's you the know. one thing I miss about when I rent these now. Do you know what the next film is? Is it Titans? Yes, Justice League vs. Teen Titans. Right, okay. Okay, so first of all, my initial reaction when I heard this was, oh, that's interesting because I love the Teen Titans. Then my second reaction was, oh, shit, it's not going to oh, be... Oh, shit, I love the Teen Titans. Yeah, it's not going to be the Teen Titans <laughs> I want. So it's not... The Teen Titans. That's ba- it's not the original lineup. It's not. So you the, want the Marv Wolfman? It's, well, it's, no. I, if I had my druthers, it'd be it'd be Aqualad, M- Wonder Girl, Robin, and, and Speedy. But it's not going to be them. It's not going to be Marv Wolfman's teen, new Teen Titans. It's going to be new. Teen, t- it's not the new Teen Titans. It's a team based on the the newer cartoons. So it's Teen Titans Go. Yeah, that lineup. So it's Robin, Raven, Changeling, and I realize that they're all from that team, but it's not that dynamic. It's the dynamic from Teen Titans Go. Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah, well, because well, it's Justice League versus Teen Titans, so Cyborg is there. Oh, he, oh, he, oh, he hangs okay. out with them because he's the youngest member of the Justice League, and he feels more in common with the Teen Titans. Anyway, so wait, so so who's the full Teen Titans? It's team Robin, Raven, Changeling, Starfire, and I wonder if we're going to mention the fact that she's nailing Dick. Cyborg. I prefer Beast Boy to Changeling. Just no, Robin, Changeling, yep. Cyborg, Raven, Starfire. Which Robin? It's Damien. It's. Always yeah. Damien? Dam- it's always Damien. It's never not Damien. That's my note. It's If I had a time machine, people always say, if you had a time machine, would you go back and kill Hitler? No. I would go back and I would tell Grant Morrison not to bring back Batman's son because it was see, fun okay, for a little so- while and now it has ruined the Bat universe. They cannot get rid of him. They cannot get rid of him. They can't. <laughs> in that movie of you going back in time... It would end up being the butterfly effect of you going back to Grant Morrison. He'd be like drunk or high or something. He'd be like, don't bring back Damien Batman's son. And then he'd wake up the next morning and be like, I've got an idea. I think I've got to bring back. Well, then I'd have to go back and kill him, and I don't want to do that. Because I like his comics. (laughs) But 
they can't now get rid of the biological son of Batman. You can't do it. And do you and, do you think the bad of Damien the like way um, out right, way outweighs the good. way outweighs all the way good stories because there are some really good Damien from, stories. Great, but from now until infinitum, when I'm dead, he's going to be there. Yeah, like, I'm pretty we're, much. We're never going to get a, another Tim Drake Robin story. We're never oh, going to see him in, in one of these movies. I'm not going to. It's just it's Damien forever. But now, in the midst of all that angst, I'm thinking during what about the movie. Terry McGinnis. Well, hold on. No, we don't. No. So, in the midst of all of that angst, it's revealed the writer of this film is Brian Q. Miller. Oh. So now I'm actually very excited because all right. All right. listeners may not know or may know, probably know, may not. Brian Q. Miller is a screenwriter and a comic writer. He wrote the fantastic Stephanie Brown Batgirl series, and he also has written which some of featured the, Damien. Which he was great at Damien. So. Yeah. And it all, he also wrote some of the best Smallville and episodes. Of, he wrote the best Flash this, you know, in, in, in a while this season. Yeah. He's a really great writer. So once, the, once they had him, and he was, in the, he was featured as a talking head a lot in the featurette, and he was funny, and the things he said were smart, and I was like, well, shit, now I am excited. What's going on? So I'm excited for this one only because right, I'm into the that. writer's I'm into great. That. Him on Teen Titans, is, that's a very good match. I like that a lot. Right. And if you have to have Damien get one of the only two writers in the world who have written good Damien stories. Exactly. Exactly. So you're not going to get Grant There's Morrison. Grant Morrison and Brian Q. Miller. That's it. That's totally Mossy it. never had any good Damien? Uh, no one ever really got the, got the voice right, other than Brian Q. Miller and Morrison. That was really it. I think Paul and I agree with I that. I love Tomasi. I don't, th- I don't think... It's a different Damien. It's a different any Damien. of the Damien stories I've read have been you know, anywhere close to Morrison or what Brian Q. Miller did. Now, here's the question. Yeah. So, these movies were all telling tales of classic DC stories, different kind of characterizations, old costumes, and then they had the Flashpoint movie, and then they switched over to New 52 costumes and characterizations and kept the actors all the same, except for when they do the random out-of-continuity films, which is usually just one out of three. With the New 52 ending in a few months... That seems to say to me that we will also be ending these shared universe films. And I don't have anything to base that on other than hope beyond hope. Because the joke was it's going to follow the arc of the comics, and it ended up, it ended up did follow the arc of the comics. It, it, they, had the, they had the symbolic film that changed the universe, and then they went forward with the shared universe. Now that it's going away, do we think that that's also going to go away too? I'm going to say yes, but it's going to take a while. Because yes. you're going to need some lead time. Sure. We didn't, we didn't have the Flashpoint movie until... Well after the Flashpoint happened. The, right. the problem I see is they tend to adapt, at this point, storylines from the comics. And even if they abandon the New 52 shared universe continuity stuff, what stories are we realistically hoping that they will start adapting? Right, hold on. First of all, it took two years after Flashpoint actually happened until we got the Flashpoint film. So we're looking at two more years Fine, but my point stands. Like, what do you guys even want to see? Like, I think I would want to see Jeans and variety. Uh, we're just looking to, for the variety to return. Yeah, but the variety has to come from the source material of the comics. And have there been comics in the pre or post? We, we want them to go back to the old way of doing whatever they wanted. But what stories are they going to do then? Whatever. Like, are they going to create original content or are they going to keep adapting comic stuff? In which case, I feel like there's a lack of opportunity no no, to... no 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 what are the like okay all right Pre-52. so we'll see we'll see green lantern and i would green say i would say classic that. stories and i and i would say i i, I mean I, hope beyond hope i would love to see them do original content i'd like things like you know gods and monsters which is not based on anything it was i mean now that's a bruce tim thing but i wish there was someone else like a bruce tim or give brian q miller say brian q miller what do you want to do and you know have them generate something new and original and maybe even take cues from the live action TV shows. Well, that's supposedly what the new universe is going to do anyway. So maybe that's what will happen. My point is I don't like this particular world where we've been stuck in for two years with the same actors and Mm -hmm. a lot of them aren't great. And the thing that was so great with the films before was the variety. What is it going to be? What is is Batman going to be like in this movie? What, who's playing him? This time he's James Woods. You know, I really liked hearing Kyle MacLachlan's version of Superman just as much as I liked Tim Daly's because they were different kind of characters. Or Sam yeah. Daly. And now we just get the same guy playing. You know, Jerry different O'Connell's Daly. fine, but 
the reason why I like these so much in the first place is because of the variety of work. So that's what I'm hoping. And if you don't want to be here where we are anymore, and it can't, it can't mm. really be any worse in my opinion. Um, Will I ever get Superman Red Sun the movie? That's what I hope. That's my hope for you, Ryan. That's and, what I want. And for me as well. For me and for It'd you. It'd be a lot of fun. Fingers crossed to see if they do well, that. I can't fun. imagine they won't leave this world if the comics do. At least, you know, in a couple of years. And I, I mean, and I, don't, I also don't know how well these perform compared to other ones. Like, well, still do they feel them. like, we've got a good thing here. We should keep right. Jason O'Mara and continue doing Batman stories. It's just, my, my other hope is that the kid who plays Damien, his voice is going to change soon. So we can't do Damien anymore. That's Tell my you, hope. Paul, you so, get in this time machine with me. We go to Scotland 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm with you, man. And we just plead. We offer anything. Don't bring him back. It's going to be awesome for a couple of years, and then it's going to ruin everything. It's going to work against you guys. You guys, you can't. You the butterfly effect. <laughs> I don't it's care. Go wrong. As long as it stops, it's, it's not going to stop. You're going to come back, and it's going to be worse. How can it be worse? A, we have a, we have, we have a noble and honorable and glorious intent. In the name of Tim and Drake. That's all. I miss Tim so it's much. It's really interesting that a character so popular as Tim Drake, and he was super popular. His book ran for over 100 issues. And they have decided, in lieu of Damien, they're just going to write him off as a character. It's really interesting. So, so Connor, yes. I, have, I have a question. And, and yeah. you've clearly been dealing, working through these issues. I need to start issues. drinking, yeah. What's up? My question is, on the regular Pick of the Week podcast, you've mentioned you know, Batman problems. Are you airing these grievances right now? Is this what we're hearing? I'm airing or? a lot of grievances. This is my Festivus episode. I, I'm, I'm into it because, like, the second you said I've got problems with Batman in the comics, I was like, <gasps> I want to be in on that conversation. So my problem with the, in the comics is very similar to what we've just been talking about. I think he's forever altered as a character with the introduction of Damien. They tried to kill him off, and realistically, that should have shattered him as a character even worse than when Jason died or when his parents died. Yeah, but I think it's different when you're a child and you lose something as, as an adult when you lose your own child. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't lost either, but I, that's what I assume. Anyway, they, the problem is you can't just kill him off because he's his biological son. It, it'll irrevocably change the character. So what do you do? You can't. The only thing they could have done is wipe them out in the, in the reboot, which they didn't do. So they've got one more chance. This is their last chance is to wipe him out in this next thing that happens. And yeah, I think you just have, you have it's, it's got to be a tabula rasa kind of thing. It's never like happened. Just never, just I don't do it. I don't think it will because there's already rumors he's going to be, just like the movie we're about to see, he's going to be leading the Teen Titans. So, I, Morrison, I love him, one of my favorite creators, did the thing that I thought impossible. He completely changed Batman in a way that cannot be undone. And it's, it's sort of depressing for me as a Batman. And I mean, and, I mean Damien leading the team. To, like they, it, it, it's obvious that for a long time they just do not know what to do with Damien. But right. like leading the Teen Titans also just makes no sense for that character. Yeah, yeah. he's not a he's not a leader in that way. And he I also hates other people. He does. Yeah, he hates his peers. And like I can, you can, you can mine some humor out of that. But like feasibly on an ongoing basis it doesn't make sense for damien to be sure. part of a group like that right the fact that the fact that no one else in the teen titans has undergone the training and the rigorous level of personal perfection that he's gone through would mean that he would never trust them as members of his team which is why he works in the context of the bat family to and it would also suggest that damien have some kind of personal growth and changes a character and you kind of you know that doesn't exist like that's that's just kind of <laughs> he's stuck. Yep. So I did so, like Morena Bakarin. I don't know how to say her name as Talia. Talia. That did work, like because she she did it kind of, like it was very cold, and so a lot of her humor worked for me. Just the absurdity of the thing she was saying, just flatly, that felt right. It's a completely ridiculous character, and then like I love that she's like jumped to her death, but not really. Yeah, that was um, super that was weird. Kind of, it was kind of a fun moment. I, I just like how dramatic that is. In like, and that okay, so that the sound effect of that vehicle was clearly ripped from a Star Wars soundboard, right? Because it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I do, yeah, I do remember feeling that it's it, it does sound. That was a Star Wars vehicle. That that was yeah. She jumped. They went, into, they went. They went into the, in the into the archives for that one. Okay. Well, well, since while, while we're all here, can we talk about very quickly this Justice League action show? 
the, the, oh, the, the new one this, that looks like it's new, for tiny children. Who it is tiny. for tiny children. It's for two-year-olds. Yeah. It's for two to 11. That's the age group there is for. Yeah. Too young for me, thanks. We're not, we're not, we're not 11 anymore? Nope. Okay. The kids are allowed their entertainment. That's all I'll say to all the nerds who are freaking out. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, it's cool that Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are coming back, but, like, I saw... I just saw the character designs and was like, oh, well, that's not for me. No, you get these. These are for you. These have, these have sex and it's fine. rock and I'm, roll. I'm fine with it. I don't want rock and roll. <laughs> well, you can watch it, Paul. No one says you can't watch it. Do you want that old-time rock and roll? Just take that music down off the shelf? Yeah. Listen, we're getting to a point with these, and I'm not, I still watch them. And I, I don't want to stop. I, also, I'm really just curious to see if they're going to actually change along with the comics. That... The things that are so different that I'm not interested in comics are happening to these movies, and that's, that's a bummer. I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's, I, I'm feeling similarly, Connor, and, and I didn't know that this would come up in this. This is, this is turning into a therapy session. It is a little bit therapeutic because like, I, I, I go into these every time you know, fresh off of the idea that I will love it, and then I fall asleep. <laughs> and like I don't like that about myself, but what do we do? You know, I I, I want to like these so hard that when they disappoint me, it, it hurts me. In the, mi- in the middle of that, I thought maybe I should just rewatch Under the Red Hood. Yeah, maybe I'll just do that. Which famously is is one of the ones that I didn't like as much as the two of you. Which but I'm crazy because that's like everyone's favorite one. I'm the odd man out. It has been thus well, since Neesman left me. You can insert here your favorite. Insert here your favorite one for that. I really liked the Crisis on Two Worlds. It's a good one. Also a good one. Wonder Woman. I like really Wonder good Woman. One. I, I rewatched Wonder Woman recently. It's still very good. I liked All Star Superman, even though my my then girlfriend, now wife, did not. And many on the iFanboy message boards suggested not staying with her for I that. I was also with them. Yeah. Well, you came to the wedding. Thanks you for not mentioning that at the wedding, by the way. You consecrated. <laughs> the, I mentioned other things that you said. I know, but not that one. That would have been awkward. I want everyone to know Connor was in my vows. I was not name, but in quote. So, yeah, that's where we are right now. This movie was weird and boring and strange and not in a good way. And next... It was boring. Justice League vs. Teen Titans actually I have a lot of hope for because of Brian Q. Miller. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big thing. That's, not, that's no small thing that he's involved in it. And so hopefully he gets to, you know, do him and, you know... What's the first it. Teen Titans book you read, Paul? What's the first Teen Titans book I read? Like, like, like historically? Yeah. Because for me, like, I, you know, I know that it, it might be sacrilege to somebody like Connor, but, like, the Jeff Johns Teen Titans run is my Teen Titans run. Because that's what age I'm I mean, I never got, like, I never got too deep into stuff, but I guess Johns would probably be my introduction to it. Yeah. Like, like the, like the Johns era is, is very formative to me in terms I'm so of just, I'm, just, I'm just teasing the listener because I want to I make it clear that you and I are coming at this from a very different place than Connor. I mean, but when I think of the Teen Titans, I think of the Wolfman stuff. Like Ooh, that's interesting. I feel like that. Right. Like the, so, I, I think so we're all coming at it from different the, places. Yeah. Of course, the one after that is supposedly, but there's been no dis- discussion of it officially. Is that it's the Batman: The Killing Joke adaptation? <laughs> I, right. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. I mean, we're the brain trust. We can't be swayed by. Haven't, but they've, they've they've confirmed that that's in the pipeline, right? Yes, they have. Yeah, so it's we just don't know if it's the one after or right. if it's or if there's early data. So it is going to happen. Is it though? Yeah. That's like that's we just money. we they just introduced Batgirl. Now they're going to shoot her in the spine. No, it will be an out of continuity one. Just like it'll be an out of continuity one. That's that, that's big money. People love that story. It played a role in the most recent uh, Batman Arkham game. Yeah, it's that's going to be out of continuity, like like you know Year One and and Dark Knight. I didn't play that game because everyone said it was terrible. Well, I'm am just saying that like so it is. They are still pushing that story. It's it's not Tune one of my next favorites, week for the video game animated brain trust discussion <laughs> of Batman and, the new game. and that's what it all comes down to. We want these to be good for the sake of we want to enjoy them. But the big thing is we want them to be good so we can continue watching them and then talking about them together. That's right. that's the thing. It's like I if it weren't for you guys, I probably would have quit these a little while ago. We and tried just, to and do just a Marvel up the ones people. that looked really interesting. Right. Remember that like Marvel one we did? The Marvel one was a mistake. We all could agree <laughs> that was a mistake. What was the Marvel one? <laughs> the Black Widow Punisher. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you see, you blocked it out like I had. Yeah. I had also forgotten about that, and Ryan said it, and for a second I was like, what is he? Oh. <laughs> I forgot we threw the Marvel fans a bone, and it was a goddamn disaster. 
Didn't we do something on uh, Planet Hulk? I think we might have wait wait the back. one with Beta Ray Bill. That was okay. Beta Ray Bill. We had to do it that for was, your Beta Ray Bill obsession. Beta Ray Bill. That was you know that was pretty cool. Not that I've revisited it since then, but anyways. Let me. Just, I'm just looking. We did a. Did we? I'm looking. We definitely at our did Planet Hulk, and then we did the Black Widow thing, and we that was the, that was podcast. Yeah, we I did. don't know. I feel like I we I feel like I remember talking about it. We did but a book explode on Planet Hulk, which was a review of the book. Maybe we talked about the animated thing with that. No, I don't, know. I don't remember. I wasn't on that. All right, listen, you dig that up, Ryan. If you're so sure it exists, I'm not so. That's, sure. I remember looking for Connor. That. You wrote a review of Planet Hulk on the website. That was it then. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think I don't know. this is all great right. radio. Guys. Yeah. All right. So that was Batman. <laughs> What was it? Batman Bad Blood? More like Bad Blood Haven, am I right? Blood. Blood. And then we'll be back in the spring, according to the featurette for Batman um, Justice League versus Teen Titans. Until then, you can find me every week on the I Found My Pick of the Week podcast where we talk about the week's comics and also find me over at goodfellowsminute.com where we uh, review the film Goodfellows one minute at a time. Paul, where can the people find you? You can find me over at panels.net. You can also listen to the O Comics podcast every week uh, with my co-host Preethi Chibber. And um, also, there, there was a fun one just this week. It'll hmm, you might have to wait a few days for it to be out by the time you're listening to this. But I talked to Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair about what they're up to, and kind of like when you interview them, like you just sit back and let them <laughs> do their thing but um, we talked about they have this really cool art scholarship like you can you can come and be their intern and they'll pay for you to come from somewhere in the world if they like your application and portfolio so it was real fun catching up with those two so uh, so yeah check that out if I have to watch one more of these bad ones I might go be their intern <laughs> I'm going to Ireland fuck this Ryan where, where people find you I'm at ryanhelp.com and on twitter as at helped, uh, I do a podcast called Science Sort of, where we have similarly impassioned conversations. Instead of animation, they're about science. And so if that sounds like something that would be of interest to you, go check it out. Uh, I'm kicking around the idea of a animated podcast supplement to this one. Wait, I'm you're going to do an animated podcast? That's a lot of work. Yeah, no, we've hired a team please go to our Kickstarter that doesn't exist. <laughs> no, no, no. We're kicking around the idea of doing a um, episode-by-episode podcast based on a DC animated show, and that's all I'm willing to say at this point. So please follow me on Twitter uh, to check out updates on that as it as it comes forward. But I, I'm going to predict that by the next time we do one of these animated Brain Trust episodes, even if it is our last one because we're all fed up, I will have something new to announce. But in the meantime, check out Science Sort of, because that's where you'll get all of the science that I have to preach each and every week. Well, I feel good. I feel like I got a lot off my chest. I feel like you <laughs> needed to. Like, I've been hearing you for the past couple of weeks on the podcast talking about your, your bat angst. stresses. Bat angst, know. bat stress. I, yeah. I feel I have more. I feel like this is a good first step, but I have a lot more to, to talk about. You got to clear that belfry out, man. Oh, boy, it's rough. I, I, <laughs> it's rough. But we'll talk about that another time. Maybe on another podcast we'll get... And we, we are your Robin. We'll, de- we'll, de- we'll delve more into... So, mm, interesting. So, that makes... Paul has to be Tim. Are you... My dick? Does that mean Can you're I? Dick Grayson? Oh, I, was, I, I hope so. Please, we, we can resolve... We don't have to resolve this tonight. You kind of... Well, who's Jason then? I, I mean, I'll, I'll still retire if that's what it takes. Well, clearly Chris. Robin. Chris was the angriest of the... Of the yes! <laughs> So Amazing. Ryan may be your Dick Grayson, or maybe your Damien. Maybe. I haven't decided. I know that that's a huge mantle to place upon me, and I'll try to earn it. I'll I'll go to a trapeze school. I wish I could draw. I would do a drawing of us, and I'd have you guys in the costumes. Call it out to the listeners. You got listeners, right? All right. Well, until Justice League versus Teen Titans, and sometime in the spring, I'm Connor. I'm Paul. And I'm Ryan. Or Dick. We haven't decided yet. Band-Aids don't fix bullet holes. You say sorry just for show. If you live like that, you live with ghosts. Mm-hmm. If you love.